Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's get to the game. Snorm defeat the Roosters 28 to 8. They do it every time, man. Every time. And it's it's hard because when you're up here analyzing, you could you could take the easy route of going the easy route with the Storm is just going they'll turn around, they'll turn around, they'll turn around. Even though internally when you watch them in the opening weeks you go there's problems there and they don't look they don't even look. I think we all kind of felt it. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I was even looking at that at stages thinking if I was watching any other club, I would say these aren't good. They're not going to make the eight. Mm. The only thing that had them still in my eight was because they were the Melbourne Storm and I just knew that they know more about footy than me. Even then, I still was like, I am just not seeing it this year. I am just not seeing it. They come out and put on that gutsy performance last week. They come out and do – like what, what have we been questioning the Storm for years now? <clears throat> A couple of years now. Is there forward pack? They're without Nelson Asafa Solomona, and they dominate arguably one of the most aggressive forward packs in the competition, maybe on par with Penrith, but I would say Roosters is probably the most aggressive. I mean, they get the most in bin, so they're super aggressive. And Storm dominated them. Once again, the Storm proved why they are one of the best organisations in any sport in the country. It's like they're a team that, you know, year to year, they almost get boring to talk about Mm. because they just keep doing this I don't know how like I I look at their side when they lost Brandon Smith and without Nelson I just thought where are they possibly going to get this punch from they just keep finding a way lost Tino lost Dale lost Nico lost Nass lost uh, Cheese Tohu like like, they are marquee players at every other club they've gone to and they still do this shit it's unbelievable as you said came for the first time probably in in many Mm. years like they, they hadn't replaced them with. I would. They had, certainly don't replace their forwards with big name players. But they already had the Bromwich brothers in there, and they there was always a gun there. Like just had question marks around the pack, and these boats could mm. they come in and get the job done? And that was a lot of the question marks because we knew how good the backline was with you know off the back of their spine on any given day. But would they have the platform to do it? And like Ellie Tull's been outstanding. <coughs> Christian Welch. His, was I had probably his best game of the season Easy. the weekend. They, they're just finding a way, aren't they? It's, it's also like if you told me a few weeks ago Nelson's going to be out and Melbourne going to be beating sides of the Roosters, I'm probably sitting here going, oh, well, Eli Katoa must be having three or four line breaks a mm. game. He must be exploding. Like, he's just a solid footballer at the moment. He's making his tackles. He's not missing any. He's getting through his metres. He's not the highlights reel sort of guy that we probably expected him to be when we first saw him at the Warriors. I just... Guys like like Josh King, like he's improved out of sight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when you look at their stats, 
they're starting to put up similar stats to Kofusi and Bromwich on the edge there. So Lioro, he had just under 100 metres, uh, 33 tackles, zero misses. And Katoa had 120 metres, 30 tackles, one miss. They're very Bromwich, Kofusi mm. stats where you go, all right, are they kick-out stats? Not really, but that's not how the Storm play. They need edge defenders that are gyan, at reads, at getting the lineup or making the right choices. It is amazing what they do. I just, I honestly, all the other years where they were a bit down, I was like, yeah, but I still see them as a, a premiership threat. <clears throat> First couple of games, I was like, I just cannot see this side winning a comp against some of the crazy explosive side we've seen. And how wrong was I? Like, they bring it all together. I mean, they're still missing Pappenhausen and Nass. Like, it's incredible. Even Nick Meany. He had a try and two tries. Like, Nick Meany's gone from fringy that fills in and just gets the job done really well. Like, is he going to be like Latrell, Tommy, Teddy? You know, maybe not. But I tell you what, he's building towards a guy that can impact games. Like, that's not an easy team to impact against at all. I thought in this in this game too, um, Harry Grant, the nine, he just like if – you, if you have a look at his stats, 12 runs, 52 tackles, three tackle breaks – that's it. No, but like he he just controlled the ruck the entire game. Mm. Like it was where we're used to Harry Grant just being the guy with all the highlights and the line breaks and all this sort of stuff. Like he looked closer to a Cam Smith the other night, just controlling the game. Mm. Just had full control the entire <coughs> evening, which just allowed mm. Cam Munster to do what Cam Munster does. Oh. He just can't be stopped, mm. money. When he's on and he's ready to play, you can't stop him. How do you like? Defend a guy that is that ad lib. There was a moment there where he made like a half break and Joey Manu came at him and he palmed Manu and you could see his intent. He looked up and saw Manu and just thought, fuck it, I'll just put him on the ground. Mm. Like he didn't, like a guy like Joey Manu, <coughs> I would argue one of the strongest guys in rugby league. It was like it, there was a reserve grade player coming out. He just didn't care. Nick, Nick Meany, mm. just going back to him quickly, like I think he's past that being a stopgap. Uh, fullback replacement while Ryan Pappenhausen's out. Mm. He was unreal on the weekend. So good. So and good. he has been all season. We've touched on him a few times, week to week, even in the Storm's poorer performances. He's consistent. His effort on effort is outstanding. He's threatening an attack. I think he's been terrific. And what it allows now that the Storm to do is they, because they've had a couple of crucial back to back wins and mean he's killing it, they don't need to rush back Ryan Pappenhausen. Mm. They can give him as much time. <coughs> I know things can turn quickly. I yeah. get that. But with Pappy due back in the next, what, month or so, maybe they can bring him back through Q-Carp. Mm. They can bring him back off the bench in limited minutes because Meany's just doing such a good job there. So I think he's he's one of the blokes, Kempi, that'll go down for me as, and I know it's relatively early days. He was decent last year, but Storm bringing in okay players from other clubs and making them look like stars because I reckon he's been unreal. Yeah, easily his best game of his career on mm. the weekend. And... He, I don't know. I just think that like it was the first time, not the first time I'd seen. You've seen glimpses of it, glimpses of it, but I feel like on the weekend it was eighty minutes of class yeah. from Meany. Whereas before, you know, he was a battler that would make minimal errors, get through his work. Whereas this year, he's just been building slowly into this game. You might, you might catch a thirty-minute period earlier in the year where you go, "Oh, Nick Meany's fucking not bad." Like, and then you go forty minutes. This is the first time when you went eighty minutes. Oh, this guy's arguably a step above the standard NRL player. Mm. Now, as you said, Timmy, it's a long season. It could have just been a really good game. But he set the standard now. That's what he can do. 
That's what he's capable of. So surely not. Surely the Storm can't develop another hectic fullback. Like seriously. He would have been one guy. He's obviously from uh, the Newcastle region that when he left a couple of years ago and didn't really set the world alight, the Knights probably would have been like, oh, okay, maybe we got that one yeah, right. right. All of a sudden he arrives at Melbourne and they're sitting there going, fuck, is this going to be another one? Just because he's arrived down here. Unbelievable. Honestly, absolutely amazing stuff from the Storm. Um, Cam Munster. <clears throat> Look, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. People don't want, don't want to hear this shit, but I'm just going to say it because I feel it. He's got to be as good as any big game player that's ever played the game. Now, I haven't seen the game over the next 100 years. And what was Sid Sydney or something? Maybe he's not on Sid Sydney's <laughs> level. What was his name that, 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 that hooker last week? Yeah, this will test your knowledge. <laughs> Sandy. Sandy. Sandy Sid. Sid Sandy Sid. Sid Sandy. <laughs> anyway, Sandy look, he's not on fucking funny. Sandy's level. He's not on Sandy's <laughs> level. But like, look, is he as good as uh, Joey, you know, all that? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's as good as Joe in that. Is he as big a game player as these guys? I would argue yes, because he's done it in every level, like every single level. Like his origin series in 2020 or 21 will go down as probably the second best origin series of all time with Joey being to being number one, 2005, four, five. Yeah. five. Um, it was Freddie in four, eight. Yeah. Um, Am I is that hyperbolic? Am I being crazy here or what? No, and you know, like I also right now wouldn't put him in the category of your Joeys and your Freddies and all these sort of guys, but he's twenty eight. Mm. Like yeah. we could be coming into the next five years of Cam Munster's best football. He's mm. now locked in. He knows where he's going to be. Would you say? Because I agree, I yeah. wouldn't put him there. But would you agree that he's as big a game player as those guys? From what we've seen so far, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, and he's you know he's he's always going to be at a good club. I think he's always going to be under good <coughs> coaching. He's got the halfback. He's got the hooker. He's got the fullback. Mm. Like, what, what, what's stopping in the way of Cam Munster pushing himself into that elite tier? You know what's insane now? Think about it. If he was at the Dolphins right now, they'd probably be a top four side. When you, you see what if they've they done. did have him, <clears throat> that's like, what I mean. When you see what they've done without him, imagine if he was there. <laughs> oh my god! And imagine too, like a guy like Cartola uh, um, up there who's done incredibly well. But imagine if he had a, a Cam Munster with him. Oh. Like, it would just elevate everyone to another level as well. And you just see what with him, we think of halves, we think of setting up tries, kicking game, all this. Oldest cliche in rugby league, but it tucks only 50% of the game. Defence is 50% of it. <coughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Cam Munster miss a tackle. Like, defensively, his presence is unbelievable. Yeah, he it's just... Such, he, in uh, big moments, he'll make the contact. You know, like, whereas... Mm. Like I'm trying to think of a big moment where he fell off a tackle or... We're, we're, we're so quick to point out halves that make defensive errors and let tries through, but we don't often recognise them and go, this bloke never misses a tackle indeed. Mm. Yep. Oh, Munster, he just... And he's just... He's honestly... He's just what rugby league's about. Mm. Yep. Reformed fucking pest. <laughs> like, he's a reformed pest. Is he a reformed pest? Yeah, he's not a pest anymore. Yeah. Well... He was he's gone into normal territory of pest, yeah. <laughs> but yesteryear major pest. Yeah, May, but in the lovable kind of way. And obviously, when you're talking about big game play, I can already hear the people <coughs> at home. 2018 grand final and whatnot. Like what what he's done since then though has been unbelievable. 2017 Origin, like like his debut was fucking yeah. crazy. Um, you know, so as I said, to be really clear, guys, I'm not saying I I think he's a tier below the greats. 
But I think when you're talking about dudes that rock up to the biggest games on the biggest stage, mm. he's rocked up to just as many big games as the greats have rocked up to and done job, mm. done what he needed to do. Uh, so, yeah, really cool. And it's great for the Storm. Uh, you know, I thought Remus Smith and Olam were outstanding. Uh, I thought Olam's aggression in attack was so good. When Olam's angry, he's like literally the Hulk. He's crazy. And then Remus Smith, what I loved about Remus Smith, he almost it, you could almost see the way he's playing. It's like he took offense that Suwali'i was a young superstar. And that's what you want. You want them to be angry that this guy is getting all the praises or all the praise because you're competitive. Like, and look, Remus Smith, it, ironically, like, yeah, okay, Suwali'i is, you know, quite a bit taller, but they are that big, tall kind of wider frame. And so you could really see Rim Smith going, I am not missing a tackle on this bloke. Like every time he gets the ball, I'm going to be right there. I thought he put on a fantastic performance. Olam's, what's such an underrated part of Olam's game, look, we know it's good, but what the Storm lack at times, or have lacked at times probably this season, even at stages last season, is it's a pretty small back three between Meany, Warbrick and Xavier Coates. I shouldn't say Warbrick and Coates are small, but... Yardages in their They're strength. not meter eaters. No, they're not meter eaters. And that can absolutely kill sides. Mm. Like, if they don't have that platform to work off, Olam, like, even on the weekend, Meany, 123 meters, Warbrick, 103, Xavier Coates, 69 meters. That's pretty underwhelming for a back three. The Penrith back three double that and then some every week. And they're massive. Yeah. Warbrook and Xavier Coates are big. Yeah, they're big boys. Olam, <laughs> 161 meters, 57 post contact. Like, when they take that first run off a kick return, and Olam will have the second or third <coughs> one. It is a hundred mile an hour going yeah. gung ho, and he just sets them off on their way. Like yeah. it, it's so important to the Melbourne Storm side. Oh, it changes everything. If you get a slow play the ball on your second play, the whole set's fucked. Yeah. You, got, you need someone to make yeah. a big play to um, to get the job done. Uh, I agree with you guys in regards to Christian Welsh. I thought he's, um, I thought his defence was outstanding. You know, like it's such a juxtaposition to. Uh, Hargraves Like Hargraves is like Openly aggressive Dominant Alpha Just in your face You know Can cross the line Many a time Christian Walsh You know A more reserved Kind of guy And more I guess Not as in your face And yet There's They show that there's Two kind of toughness That you can have Like they're both As tough as each other And I think we often Get caught up in the the glitz and glamour of a Hargreaves. We all love that shit. We all sit there and go, fuck yeah, look at Hargreaves just going skits. But there's another kind of that silent, just quiet, not to say that Hargreaves brags or anything, but it's a, he's an explosive player that you see the aggression. Whereas there's this toiler, tough mentality that's like, you may not see it on a highlight reel, you may not be celebrated, but they go all day. They go all day long. I love whenever I'm on Twitter and I see, you know, a journal or something have a go at Christian Walsh. I just sit down and go, I'm going to read through this. He's about to rip them a (laughs) new one. He's, he's a genius, Christian Walsh. The way that he talks, the way that he articulates everything he does. And then he showed last week, I think it was post game, they were talking and said, oh, you played the Melbourne Storm last week. And he laughed at the camera and said, we're coming for you, Chief. Yeah, I love that He's also got that larrikin about him. He's just, he's a perfect sort of rugby league dude, Christian Walsh. Just stop telling people you went to Harvard, bro. Seriously, who gives a (laughs) shit? Who gives a shit, bro? You're good at footy and you're smart. Cool. Congratulations. You're rich. <laughs> Fucking whatever. <laughs> Timmy, any other comments on the storm? Um, mate, no, not really. I think we've touched on all, all the main main points with them. Yeah, very impressive once again. Is, um, is Christian Motion automatic for Queensland this year? I, honestly, that series where Munster went crazy and mm. the worst team in 40 years, whatever, Christian Welsh, he was so important for us. Again, it wasn't the highlights. It wasn't all that crazy stuff. But just every time he got off the line... 
each person outside him got off the line. So he must, in the line, constantly be talking to his other front rowers and other forwards going, come with me, come with me. It's when you see silence in the forward pack where they're not doing that, when you see people, they just they all go into their own little shells and everyone's just focused, worried about their own job and just worried about not doing anything wrong for themselves. That's when forward packs get picked apart, whereas... I think you have to. I think you, I really think you have to. I think he's a leader off the field. He almost would bring similar to what Addo Carr brings off the field, but for the forwards. Mm. Um, it's hard, though, because... It's a stacked pack. It's a stacked pack. Like, you look at it, the way it finished last year, Collins, Papali'i, Carrigan, Tino, Jairo, Tom Gilbert. Most of those guys will be back there again, depending yeah. on Jairo's fitness. So. I don't know if he'd be an automatic selection, but I think I'd probably have him in there. I think you've got to find a spot for him somewhere. Just somehow, some way. Because he, he was just so good. Him and Lindsay Collins in that series, far out, they were good. Um, yeah, so maybe... Is Josh Papali'i an automatic? Yeah. Oh, yes, out of Queensland loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. He's still playing solid footy. Yep. But he's definitely getting to the back end of his career. For sure. He's just done so much for so long, like far think, out. With Papali's as well... <clears throat> As he gets on, twilight of his career, getting there now, like he mean like a thirty-minute bench impact yeah. role. Well, didn't so he do? Good. He did that last year, didn't he? He did he come off the bench last year and and fucking killed it. Can't remember. Did he? Not anyway, sure. um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like that that team that I just read out as well that didn't have um, Cotter, Ruben Cotter in it. <laughs> like him coming on, Papa. You know, if it's 30 minutes in the first half, even if you come on in the second half for a 25-minute mm. stint. I think he's got more than that in him now, but mm. even if he's getting towards that stage, <coughs> his footwork against a tiring pack with his power, oh, yeah. that would be terrifying. It's a, it's a first time in a, quite a few years that our like our pack is this stacked. Mm. Um, I don't think we'll ever be able to, oh, well, Val Holmes in the centres, Selwyn on a wing. Let's say KP's back by then, KP at the back. Gagai on other centre. Other wing would be... Had oh. Coates last year. Coates. Corey Oates, if he was always oh, injured. You got Murray Tolongi as well. Yeah, so our back line's still, you know, I'd probably say Val Holmes is still on the same level as like a, a Teddy and Tommy in regards to like that elite class. Dan Gagai is in origin for sure. KP is. So I don't think it's as... Like even if you do have Trell and Tommy, I don't even think it's a, a sure thing as we... It's never a sure thing. As some people are saying. Some people say, like, if we have Trell and Tommy, game over. Um, anyway, <clears throat> anything else on the, the Storm? Yeah, great leader, Christian Walsh, incredible game. Come at Kamitha as well. I think Hughes was really good in a kind of solid foundation four months to do what he did. Uh, anything else, boys, on the Storm? All good. Yeah, I think that covers it. On to the Roosters. Uh, you know, I said this, I think, last week on Packer Up, boys, that drops on Friday, guys that we record on Friday as well, so I review the Thursday game. But I just look at the Roosters and I go, I think they've just got to strip it all back. Strip it all back, go back to really basic footy, high completion, and then get some wins and just slowly build. Slowly build just like Lego blocks. Each, each game, add it to the end piece that will be, you know, fighting for a grand final, hopefully. Because at the moment, I just it just seems to... I don't see flow and... It doesn't all come together yet. And we've been saying, if, if this was the first year where I was saying that, I'd be like, sweet. But it's been quite a few years now where it just hasn't come together. Uh, look, it came together for about five to six weeks last year. I think they just need to strip it all back. Go real simple. Well, you take, you know, two teams as an example. You look at their squads, Roosters and the Dolphins. 
I mean, and you look at the way that those two teams are playing and how simplified everything is for the Dolphins, but just how effective it is, even mm. the way Newcastle's playing. Panthers, simple game, simple game <coughs> That's plan. That's fair, yeah. Very yeah. good example. Simple yeah. game plan. Whereas you've got the Roosters, you're trying to fit, you know, all these superheroes and trying to get them all involved. And it's just, and they've been trying to find this balance. It feels like two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been sitting here having the same conversation with you since yeah. I met you about the Roosters, trying yeah. to work out how they fit it all in. And, you know, I, I, I thought... I have to talk it like the the big talking the turning point in this game was the Victor Radley incident. He's just he's just got to be better. He's got to be smarter. Mm. It's just like one he's costing himself unbelievably. It was two years ago he was the back to back premiership winner, you know, best lock forward in rugby league, and ever since then he's just given every other lock forward in this competition every opportunity to get in front of him. And and Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo have taken it at every opportunity <coughs> they possibly can. Like, I've got people messaging me saying that Victor Radley's not a good player. I know it's And it's crazy. like he is so talented And he just gets in his own way Consistently I find it like, I find it so frustrating To watch Radley And how he He just roadblocks himself mm. He came out after And he said You know I've, I've been working so hard On and off the field To get that out of my game And you know I, I stuffed up And I cost us a game It sucks because Because there's been Such a quick shift Into this kind of new Footy is still aggressive Footy is still a violent game But we're in a new era now. Like, yeah. you know, we're in an era where guys like Radley aren't really celebrated. They're actually punished for the way they play. And so it's it's really tough to go – it's tough to be hard on Radley because it's like he grew up playing this way. This is yeah. what got him to the dance. So I feel sorry for him in that way because if he started – if he debuted in 2005, he would be so fucking loved by everyone. He'd barely be getting sent to the bin. He'd just be a, a, a menace. Um, but unfortunately, for everything, for his body, for his career, for everything, he's just got to find a way to go, you know what? Like, you look at the Storm and they're dominant for so long, they didn't have any hyper-aggressive players. They just got up, good line speed, held you, wrestled you down to the ground. Now, I'm not saying, you know, get the wrestle back or whatever, but I think Radley may need to just go, you know what? Strip it all back. The aggression, let's get rid of the ag- – that. he still needs his aggression, but let's get rid of all the totally trying to alpha-dog a team and just go back to, I'm just going to get through high-quality work for 60 to 70 minutes. And I think like that's what's so frustrating. Like What you've just said there, you haven't reinvented the wheel. Everyone agrees with you. Everyone knows it. Victor Radley's just got to make the change. And that's what frustrates me. If Victor Radley was a meathead footballer that was just tough and was just into that brutality stuff, fair, it's hard. But mm. he's got one of the highest IQs, footy IQs, in the game. Like He is... He is tailor-made for the modern game to be incredibly successful in the 13. He's just got to take control of that other stuff, which is what we've been saying for 18 months now. I know, it's so ingrained when you're in the fucking... You see red out there, you're not thinking, you're just thinking, fuck that guy. But you've got to think. That's the reality (laughs) of it. We've been sitting here for weeks going, you touch halves, you're going to get in trouble. We know that. Everyone at home knows that. Victor Radley, you know, like that that was... you know, And was it the worst shot in the world? No, far from it. But you just can't do it. I agree, mate. I'm with you. That's why I messages on the thing. I was like, he if he continues making these errors, he'll go. He'll be remembered as just a good, solid first grader when he should be remembered as one of the best 13s of this decade. As um, controversial as it is, Victor Radley, like people think more of him when he's not on the field now because you can see the hole that he leaves. But then when he is on the field, these things constantly happen and people just perceive him as this guy that's never on the field. He's always injured, he's always doing something stupid, something's always happening, he's not adding to his team when it's so far from the reality of who Victor Radley is. 
Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I thought the Roosters, like I've been a bit critical of them most of this season despite winning games. I think it's one of them games you can put a little bit of a line through for them. They're missing James Tedesco. They went down to Melbourne <coughs> and Melbourne just completely outplayed them in this game. They blew them off the park. They didn't give them a chance to get into it. It was a wet night. It didn't suit their style of play. As I said, they had been winning games, so no doubt it was a poor night from them. It was a poor outing, but uh, I think one poor game that, that they can put behind them. <laughs> They're really, really going to benefit from getting their back rowers back. So Satili Tupanua and Angus Crichton, I think both big chances to play New South Wales Cup this weekend. Satili played this week for Bears, did well. He did play for yep. Bears, right, right. Yep. So get them both back soon enough. So important to their structures, so important to them defensively outside or inside, I should say, Sammy Walker and Luke Keary. So I think they'll be fine. Uh, and I said, disappointing night, but just nothing went for them. Did it? Yard in the sin bin in the first half of Radley, just a bad night. Yeah, look, I agree in regards to they're going to be so much better when they get Crichton back, Satili back. I just, what I like to see when I, I see one of the top tier teams play because I still have them because I actually have them as premiership favourites to win the comp at the start of this year. Mm. Pretty sure I did. Um, I even had it last year as well, so I've gone back to back. Anyway, uh, so I've got faith that this team can win the comp this year. But the thing that I struggle with is I just – I don't know what kind of footy they play. Like I watch them and I go, what's the systems? Like what – and they would have systems. Clearly – Clearly, their systems are a bit like higher level than my knowledge of rugby league because it's not like they wouldn't. But I just, when I watch them, I go like, you know, it's it's all over the place and, you know, getting to certain points. Like, yeah, they, I think last, was it last week where they played quite simple footy? A week footy? ago, mate. We sat here yeah. a week ago and said they they simplified it. Yeah, it went as real we, simple. As we said, yep. they, they went to a lot of like just that very straightforward block play structure out the back line and backed their class to get the job done and they looked unreal in attack. They didn't do it as well this weekend, but I think the circumstance of the game and more so how good Melbourne were, how dominant the Melbourne pack were, <laughs> that dictated the game and they didn't have the chance. But that's why I'm okay because I think, you know what, James Desco is the ball-playing fullback that they need because Joey Manu is not mm. as good as he is, as much of a freak talent. I, I just don't think he's a fullback. He can run for a... 2,000 metres a game, if you're not putting the, the finishing touch on the end of a backline movement like Teddy does nine times out of ten, I just don't think you're a fullback. So I just want to see with Teddy back, hopefully they, they recreate that. As I said, the more simplified attacking shots that they did last week, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I still have them in my eight. I don't think it's um, panic at all. I just The only problem is I feel like I've been saying this for quite a while. Like I just want to see them click, click into gear. Because like in any, even losing Teddy, to lose to, because like, so they got Crichton out, Satili out, Teddy out. And Lodge the, out. Lodge out. Due back, hopefully, this week. <coughs> Storm had Nass out, Pappy out, and that's it pretty much, isn't it? Nass and Pappy out. Yeah. So one more on the forward pack. Anyway. Still, yeah. So, a little, so basically even, like, okay, you could probably say that the, the Roosters had more outs, but I still think they'd be... Super disappointed with a 28-8. And I think also they'd be – I just – I haven't seen 80 minutes yet this year mm. of, of quality football. I thought we saw 40 minutes of what the plan – last year, last week I thought there was 40 minutes. If you go, that is the Roosters right there. Boom. There we go. 
that's the way they play. That's how they're going to win the comp. And so I just, I hope that, I think they will. I will. I think they will. So not panic stations at all, but definitely not the start I was thinking they were going to have this year. For sure. And like, you know, for all the guys that are out, guys that are in, there's a lot of good footballers there. Like it's still a star-studded side between your Manus, your Walkers, your Kiris. On the front row, Rhea Hargraves and Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Kiwi front row. Smith at nine. Like, yeah. So round one, they lost the Dolphins. Round two, beat the Warriors 20 to 12. Round uh, three, beat the Roosters. Round four. Did you win that one? <laughs> oh, sorry, beat the Rabbitohs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then they had a bye round four. Round five came out, 28-20 to the Eels. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So you could make the argument, if you don't have Rabbitohs as a top, top tier when they got to the top tier game, that's the fir- their first top tier game. They didn't go well. They did beat the Rabbitohs though. So and Rabbitohs, I would. I mean, they're not going that great this year, but I still would consider them a top. I tier. just really hope that we're not looking back in the future at just a five or six year span where the Roosters just never put it together at any point. I th- oh, surely they will. It's been a while though, hasn't it? it ha- it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, I know there's been injuries and everything, but you like you, you've just got to deal with them and you, you've got to overcome. And I just I don't know. Provided Even- they come back well to Panua and Crichton, enormous ends yes. for this entire. Oh, side. absolutely! Like absolutely. They, that'll just send them to the next level if those two come. Oh, back oh, obviously, well. Egan will go back to uh, the middle. Oh, I, th- I think they, they need to probably do that sooner rather than later, but. Would you keep Nat on the edge? Would you move him into the middle as well? Do you, do you place Tilly Tupanua out there? How would you approach it? I'd go Satilli and Crichton on the edges. Okay. Satilli is an 80-minute guy on that edge? Uh, I'd just see how it plays out, really. Definitely. Probably, you know, just see how it plays out. Well, once they're back to full fitness, yeah, yeah. and ease them back. Like I, I think, I think be the plan. their best back row is Satilli, Crichton and Radley. I think that that's a fucking crazy... And then would you have Egan and Nat coming off the bench? Yeah, probably. Okay. Through the middle too. Yep. Probably coming off the bench. Just, and all, like, only only through the middle. Like, let's say Satili and Crichton are getting through the game, not fatigued, rah-rah. That's when I'd probably just bring them through the middle just fucking go, boys, be mobile, good footwork, heaps of fitness, heaps of tackles, go skits for 20 minutes and then I'll come bring you up, take you off. Satili, if you're struggling, bring you off for 10 minutes or whatever. Um, it like, oh, I think it's been one of the biggest changes in the game in the last 10 years. Like, your bench is just so important. Especially with how many sin bins, how many fucking head knocks yeah. and that. Yeah, so if you look at just this year, you go, Roosters are still sweet. Just put a line through it. I think, it's, I think when you look at, like, the last few years, yes, have injuries, yes, all of that stuff, I agree. You just go, fuck, I just want to see it click. Mm. just yeah. want to see it click. It'll be a thing of beauty when it does. Oh, my God. We saw it. We saw it against the Eels for 40 minutes. We got, you're going, who's beating this team? And we saw it for about seven weeks last year where you're going, holy shit, who's going to beat this team? So hopefully they click. Yeah.